0: I'm creating a collection of stories showcasing resilient people who overcome unimaginable hardships while finding beauty in the ups and downs of life. Every moment is significant. This is Push Diaries Podcast. I'm your host, Tess. Hey, everybody. I love to get all of your questions and comments about the episodes. And I'm really excited to tell you that I called the Naked Pastor and got him back on a call with me to answer some more questions. What beliefs and experiences changed your pastoring? The more specific, the better. What has been the hardest part for the Naked Pastor? How has God showed you his satisfaction and joy with what you're doing, but also being able to maintain your spiritual beliefs? And how do you balance your feelings of atheism? Were you ever tempted to stop practicing your faith? So, without further ado, here again is the naked pastor.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Um, thanks for your questions. I love questions. In fact, I wrote a whole book called Questions Are the Answer." So um, very, questions are very important to me. I'll tell you my deconstruction, the where my faith started to, or my belief started to crumble was, um, way back in seminary before I entered the ministry. And, uh, I was at Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary near Boston. And I read a book for some reason, I read a book, wasn't on the reading list, but it was uh, a book by a, a New Testament scholar. And he talked about what sayings of Jesus were genuine and weren't, and which ones weren't. Um, very, It was a very liberal approach to the Gospels. And he came up with what he thought were probably seven authentic sayings of Jesus. And, um, you know, whether you agree with that or not, that's not the point. But the point is, it shook me. And it it made me panic because actually it was on the day of my graduation from seminary that I realized the cornerstone of my belief, whole belief system was the infallibility and inerrancy and inspiration of scripture. And when that was questioned in my mind, everything started to crumble. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It was like the Jenga block tower and a block, the block at the bottom was scripture. And when that was removed, everything started to topple and started to crumble. And it took decades for it to all finally crumble. So my deconstruction, I compared more to a glacial melt. My 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 theology underwent a kind of climate change that took many years to manifest. And I think most people's deconstruction is like that. It's just a gradual erosion of things we thought we believed for certain. For some people, it can be a cataclysmic trauma that changes things like a death or extreme suffering or abuse uh, uh, from a a church or by a pastor or, Mm -hmm. you know, like just um, on and on where somebody's belief system suddenly is compromised. Yeah. So mine was more, it took many, many years. And so my deconstruction took place while I was actually in ministry and trying to preach every Sunday. And teach people from my own place of wondering what the heck do I believe. Very difficult time. And I struggled. I struggled with my call. I struggled with the church um, and theology and my own belief system. Now I I spent a lot of time meditating, contemplating, reading, and studying the original Greek, the original Hebrew. I, I was writing in my journal and, and just, I was a hard, hard, hard worker. I just yeah. was really trying to figure this out.
0: Yeah.
1: And it wasn't until, you know, 2009 when I was ready to throw in the towel and give up because I couldn't reconcile. Yeah. I could not put this puzzle together mm-hmm. and I was that ready to go That sounds so stressful. Good. Yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs>
0: But it's also amazing that you were able to meet yourself there and figure out what you needed and do more research. Because I think a lot of times people get used to, you know, whatever religion they've been taught and then just quit asking the tough questions.
1: Mm -hmm. So I I just let the questions keep coming. And
0: uh, did you ever have thoughts of actually leaving?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, That was always an option. And there were a a couple of times I left the ministry before and um, came back. But the last time in 2009, uh, finally, I, 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 I went to bed one night, just ready to throw in the towel. I had a dream. I woke up and my life was changed. I had peace of mind. Um, I was completely, everything was resolved. The puzzle came together and um, I, I just felt totally at peace. And I still do in my yeah. mind, theologically. And I knew it was real. It wasn't a giving up. It wasn't of oh, forget it. I'm just going to fall back into my beliefs. Or I'd like to call it that we're all connected and and deeply one. And, yeah. and that all our different ideas and theologies and beliefs and all that are just that—they're just thoughts, and they're not. It's not that they're not important or that they're silly or foolish or anything like that. It's that the answers aren't there. The mm-hmm. answer is deep, deep in in what I call a current of of this sense of oneness and
0: yeah.
1: and love, and so in that happened in two thousand and nine, I was still in the ministry. And I just started writing about this in my blog, and that's what got me in trouble. Oh. Was people were like, wait a minute, you don't believe anymore? Don't you believe in God anymore? Don't you believe that we are right and they're wrong? And what do you mean, you know, um, that you're one with gay people Mm -hmm. and they have as much right at the table as we do? Yeah, it's like they're
0: completely missing the point. It's like, no, you're just saying that. We are all this big heartbeat almost, or like this movement. It's not about, yeah, mm-hmm. your your beliefs or your um, ideas, I should say. Right. Why right. do you think Christians and and other religions have such a hard time accepting? something that's different from their religious texts.
1: Right. Right. So the mind craves certainty. The mind is our number one organ to protect us. It does not like mystery. It doesn't like paradox. It can't handle it. Mm-hmm. So we need to train the mind to think differently and to be able to feel comfortable and at peace in unknowing what, you know, the cloud of unknowing or uh, mystery with a capital M and once you tap into that then all this other stuff falls into place that's not to say that's not to say that the christians and there's a million different kinds of christian beliefs there's a million different kinds of muslim beliefs there's a million different kinds of buddhist beliefs or jewish beliefs and sects and denominations and all that that's all they all have a right to exist they are but they're just that they're just thoughts that mm-hmm. sort of ripple along the surface of a deep undercurrent of, of unity. Um, so if we can keep, if we can somehow picture that uh, like I, there's a river out front of my house,
0: mm-hmm. I'm showing yeah. it. Or, you know, it's beautiful.
1: But it's just like that river. The surface is choppy and wavy and um, has ripples, but underneath it's very deep and yeah. peaceful. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can somehow sink to that level, uh, then we, we realize two things. One is those ripples on the surface are passing, but they're still beautiful and important in themselves, but they aren't where the piece is at.
0: Mm. I think that's very beautifully said. See, I I love that you were able to get back on with me cuz you do. You have a way with words and making people feel included, which is my whole point of having you on. So that dream was really a turning point for you. How has God showed you continued satisfaction and joy as you've gotten more into your cartoon?
1: Well, so once you once this peace of mind settled. Yes. On my mind. That's where the that's where the joy is. I mean, I, I, you know, that's not to say I don't have struggles. Life's hard. You know, people get sick, people die. Um, we have financial issues or whatever. Um, people get sick. You know, there, there's, there's all these things that we struggle with. I'm talking about the center of it all. Mm. And that's where my joy emanates from is that center of peace
0: well, thank you, David. I think that helps. I feel like we answered these, don't you? How do you how do you balance your feelings of atheism? Yeah. So how do you how do you balance that? Do you kind of let those feelings come and go? Yes. I, I know you were saying that you did question stopping your pastoring or ending the 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 walk in the faith. But yeah, right, how do you right. juggle those without letting them completely take over your hope for good because, things to happen?
1: Well, because um, these, like I, I, maybe I shared this with you um, because people are talking about it. But like I have a, there's an inner believer, an inner atheist, there's an inner Muslim, an inner Christian, yes. inner Jew, an inner, you know, whatever, because... What I've come to realize is, and I this might upset some of your listeners, I don't know. That's okay. Okay. Is that these are just different peoples and different groups, different ways of understanding reality and the different languages we use to try to articulate its meaning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I hear, I, I I was just interviewed not too long ago today, like an hour ago, by a more conservative um, Christian believer podcast guy. And I had no problem talking to him. His language is all God and Jesus and everything. But right. that's I, I feel just as comfortable talking with an atheist. It's all science and facts and what's discovered and what's not discovered and what's useful and what's not useful. It's for me, this just words that mm-hmm. we're using
0: and ideas to, like you said yeah,
1: to try to explain our reality.
0: Mm-hmm. That we're,
1: And so if we can be open to the idea that uh, the universe is far greater than we can understand and know, and that these are just honest um, attempts to understand it and articulate it, then Uh, like the ripples on the surface of a river, the ripples I'm looking at the surface of the river right now, that's not the river in its totality. We can get distracted by that and think that's the river in its totality. And that's where all the arguments take place. Yeah. If we can go deeper where the steady calm peaceful current is uh and we you know the language that's used at that level is more mystical i am going to use the word mystical and more unifying and and we start seeing that like the mystics in the christian tradition or islam like the sufi mystics or like rumi or um a- uh atheists or philosophers or uh quantum physicists that the language they're using we can we know we're talking the same language yeah with- with different words. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Rumi is so great. And, you know, I think, yeah, people see quotes online all the time and they think like, oh, that means Jesus or that means God. And Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it means more, like that fluidity of water where we're all one and truly in that deep, under-the-surface connection. I just think that's such a beautiful Mm -hmm. uh, metaphor for what you're describing.
1: It's a metaphor. Uh, Metaphors are useful for helping us understand a greater reality. So that's that's what metaphors are for.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: It's to help us understand one another better.
0: Well, thank you, David. Thanks for um clarifying and or going deeper with me, I sure appreciate it. Appreciate it. Sure. Um, now can you just give me a quick plug on your oh yeah. Um because the isolation thing that you put on was it your Instagram that I saw that on? And you yep, invited yeah. people to go online. Just give a quick plug here. I know you mentioned your book. That's great. But what yep, other yep. digital um options are there for people?
1: So, so one of the books I wrote is called The Liberation of Sophia. And um Sophia there's like uh, 63 drawings of Sophia, and it's all about a woman's um, feeling trapped, and then her escape, and then her eventual liberation, and it's just her story. So each drawing has a meditation. What I'm doing is I'm showing each picture, then I'm reading the meditation that I wrote, and then I'm adding commentary. What motivated me to draw it and write write about it. So it's on my uh, in my school davidhaywardcourses.com or NakedPastorCourses.com. It'll take you there. And the Sophia course right now, it's free. I'm offering it for free. I'm doing one a day, so it'll take 63 days. And you can go on there and just enjoy the picture enjoy the meditation and my commentary on it and you can ask questions and things like that i thought there's also a discount on my courses right now because of the you know a virus and i've got uh, coloring pages you can download and things just oh my
0: gosh i didn't know about the coloring pages that's awesome yeah all right well very cool david thank you so much i'm gonna I'm going to edit what we just did. And I'm going to stick that in the in the end of your episode, because I I did I got like four questions within, you know, two days of the time I released your episode. And they're like, I want to hear more about that. Or I want to hear more about what that was like for him. So I love that you uh, talked about the dream. That was kind of your turning point. yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. What
0: a what a cool thing that the universe or God kind of like spoke to you through that moment to help you say
1: In a very powerful yeah. work, uh, for me. Yeah. Very yeah like
0: don't worry anymore. This is, right. this is you showing a worldly love to people that need it. I just think that is so cool. Thank Speaking you. of worldly love, the, the last um, cartoon that I wanted to just quick tell you that I love is the one where the guy is saying, Oh, won't somebody send someone for me to love or whatever. And he's standing amongst like, You know, people that haven't been fed in a year and someone in a wheelchair. I mean, we're all craving connection, but it's too bad that religion sometimes constructs more than it, you know, breaks down barriers.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Well, David, thanks for hopping on. I so appreciate you.
1: Anytime. I appreciate you, too.
0: All right. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. 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 Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about Patreon. Patreon gives creators of all kinds the tools needed to acquire, manage, and energize their paying patrons. Support Push Diaries by subscribing to our Patreon page where you'll get exclusive content not found anywhere else. We just started a special series where me and my fiance Tyler talk about life and how we push forward together. Just go to patreon.com create a profile, and become a patron of Push Diaries Podcast and thousands of others. Thanks, and we'll talk again soon. This has been Push Diaries Podcast. Please visit our website at pushdiariespodcast.com to see our mission and learn more about the guests. This is your podcast too. I want to hear your stories. Email me at pushdiariespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.